Sometimes I'm here, sometimes I'm not. <laughs> because of my work, and to be honest, last night, 11.41 to be exact, I was reading, and then my colleague texted me, said, can you cover me tomorrow? <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, no, no, not tomorrow. He said, come on, you, you know, I said, you know, it's a good pay on a Sunday. I said, it doesn't matter, I'm going, I'm doing something tomorrow. So, praise God. So I said, I can't. I said, it's up to you. Sort it out yourself. So, anyway, what I'm going to teach today um, is about the the power of prayer. I did teach prayer before, but it's like it's like I'm so into it. I was meant to do something because when we shared a few months, few weeks ago, I also shared uh, in the women's is about the prayer. So I was continually reading it. So when we pray, remember Jesus pray all the time. Because that's why in my mind, he's always praying, he's always isolating himself and he's praying. So we as his children, um, when we pray, we communicate with God. We listen to him and we talk to God. It's so important. And there's some promises in the Bible that encourages us to pray all the time. In Psalms 91, chapter 91, verse 15, he says, He shall call upon me, and I will answer, and I will answer him. I will be with him in his trouble, and I will deliver him and honor him. In Isaiah 65, 24, this is one of my favorites. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer, and while they are yet speaking, I will hear. Isn't it great? Every time I'm praying, I says, Lord, I'm praying, but I know you're already hearing me. And the answer is on its way. It's like David. David's like that. And in Matthew chapter 7, uh, verse 7, And ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Okay, so we, we, we have to ask God. Don't ask little, you ask big. I always ask big from God. <laughs> and praise God. Some is answered. Some is I'm waiting, but I always ask big from God. Amen? Because he's our big God. He's our daddy. And do you know that um, we as a children of God, when we pray, it affects the decision in heaven. So it's very important to pray because there's a, there's a power that's moving in heaven when we pray. In Matthew 8, uh, 18, it says, Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you loose in earth shall be loose in heaven. That's why we pray. So in the morning before you leave, because you know sometimes you just don't know what to expect that day. So me, I always like bind, I always lose, you know, because when I walk, I don't want to like make mistakes or if some, some staff or some people are not nice or whatever, or on the road, so you always bind and lose, and if you're feeling sick, and for the family, so you always do that. Otherwise, the devil is just like a, they're crawling in every corner and finding its way to, to get into you. So it's very important. 
So what's the power when we pray? When we pray, there is a supernatural protection when we pray. Remember in Job, Job chapter 28, verses 7 and 8. It says there, There is a path which no fowl knoweth, and which the vulture eye hath not seen. The lion whelps have not trodden it, nor the fierce lion passed by it. So this, this path that Job is saying, it is so glorious. It is so nat supernatural. It's so secure. And it's protected that no demonic power can find it. That's what he's saying to us. It is a place of refuge. This path is a place of safety. And what is that path? It is a path of prayer. It is a path of prayer. This is the place where God is our refuge. And God is covering us with his wings. It is when we pray. This is a special moment when we have special connection with God. It is between you and God. Nothing else matters. It's just you and God. Isn't it? It's so nice when you just have your quiet moment with God and just really... When you pray, it says that you have to pray intense. It's just spirit to spirit. And you can really feel the presence of God. And it's so strong. It's just, it's, it's, it's so wonderful to feel the presence of God. It is your bonding time. Remember? Sometimes we have our bonding time. Oh, let's go out with our friend. It's our bonding time. And it's so fun to have the bonding time. Amen? Like yesterday, I was out with my colleague because it's her 50th birthday. We were in Hayes. So everybody was just so happy. It's our bonding time. And they said, come on, let's bond together. And when you're with your children, you're bonding with them or your, your husband. But my husband's always there. So. <laughs> so it's like when I go out with Marina and Leah and some Filipinas and we go to Nando's. It's, it's fun, it's nice that to be together, just to relax and uh, just have something to eat and just talk. So that's a bonding time. So can you imagine that when you were having bonding time with God, God is so pleased. Amen? Amen. So, and when I was studying this last week, I was thinking, shall I teach about the blood? This is my two favorite topics, the blood and prayer. And then uh, so I, was, I was reading the prayer. And in the middle of it, I was just overwhelmed with the presence of God. I was crying, and I can't stop. And it's good I was in the bedroom, because my husband's downstairs, and he already thinks I'm nuts all the time. <laughs> <laughs> He's always wondering, why are you, like this morning, why are you up to? Oh, uh, it's okay, I'm reading. Yeah, okay, I'm going swimming. So he went swimming to Hyde Park, and I was still reading. And then after all, he came back and says, you, you're quick. I says, what? I've been out for hours and you're saying me I'm quick. You think I just went down the road? And I just lost track of time because I was reading. So it's, it's, uh, it's very important, you know, that you really spend time with God. I'm teary now every time when I'm thinking of like prayer and the presence of God. Because this morning I was studying... Um, Florence, I hope that everybody feels what I felt when I was 
just praying. It is amazing. It is amazing. Amen. So that was number one. And number two, when we do pray, it's a place of deliverance. Remember in Job chapter 28 verse 9, Job was so blessed. He's got everything. He's got everything. That's why, that's why the devil's like after him. The devil's going up and down the heaven when, when God said, why, what have you been doing? And he said, I'm going to and fro. I was even wondering, why is that devil going up and down? Because he had the right to go up in heaven because of what happened with Adam. And it only stopped when Jesus died on the cross. So he was just he's saying he's going to and fro. So Job has got everything. But in chapter, chapter 28 verse 9, it tells us that God puts forth his hand upon the rock and overturned mountains by the roots. It is only when we pray that the obstacles are revoked from our path. It is as we seek Him that He binds the floods that's overflowing in our lives. God is protecting and keeping us, revealing us His love and His will. Amen? So prayer is the only place of protection, deliverance, and revelation. In Psalms 91, Psalm 91, chap chapter 91, verses 1 to 7. Let me read quickly because I love this Psalm 91. I have, I have this in my thing in my loft. The whole of Psalm 91. So when I'm in the loft, I can see it straight away. So I've been, if there's a problem, I go upstairs and I just keep reading the Psalm 91. <laughs> so he that dwelleth in the sacred place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. It says here, you know the shadow, that it says in Psalm 91, the shadow of God, according to Spurgeon, is not, uh, is not the occasional resort of the saint, but it is his constant abiding place. So it's constant. We'll abide in the shadow of the Almighty. He's always there. And here, we, when we're in the shadow of his wings, we find not only our consolation, but also our habitation. We, we ought never to be out of the shadow of God. As the people of God, we are always under the protection of the Most High. Wherever we go, whatever we suffer, whatever our difficulties, temptations, trials, or perplexities may be, we are always 
under the shadow of the Almighty. Remember that. And in Psalm 63, chapter 63, verse 7, the precious word of God says, Because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. So the metaphor of these wings, according to Spurgeon, is derived from the nestling of the little birds under the shadow of their mother's wings. <coughs> so we're like the little birds. And the picture is unusually touching and comforting. The little bird is not yet able to take care of itself, so it covers down under the mother, and it is happy and safe. Can you see the chicken, you know, the, the hen? When you disturb it, all the chicks inside. So we are under the wings of God the Father. We're all there. And when you disturb the hen for a moment, you will see all the little chicks huddling together and making a kind song with their chips. And then they push their heads into her feathers and seem happy beyond measure because of the warmth inside. So when we are depressed or we're down or sad or we're concerned of something, how comforting it is to run to our God. As the little chicks run to their hen, we can hide away near his heart beneath his wings. So you can feel the father's heart. Amen. Can you see what I'm getting at? We can feel the father's heart when we're hiding under his wings. Amen. So, and God said as well, Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 3, Call unto me and I will answer thee. And show thy great mighty things, which thou knowest not. So these dangers, these trials, we will overcome. We will overcome. That is God's promise. Two weeks ago, when I was... I got supposed, I don't know what reason. I woke up at one o'clock, and I can't sleep. So what I did is I just... Speaking tongues, I just prayed, and it's already two o'clock, and I said, oh my God, I'm still up. Usually, if I can't sleep, I just speak in tongues. So I was speaking in tongues, I was praying, my eyes were closed, and suddenly I saw a crocodile. I saw a crocodile, it's a very big crocodile, but I can see the eyes moving. It's like, it's like saying uh, that, oh, I need to do something, or like trying to devour something. So I said, what on earth is that? So I opened my eyes. It's a crocodile. And suddenly, my phone blipped. My brother, who's a pastor, texted me. And um, uh, he sent me a, a scripture. He always sent me scripture. But then I said to him, I answered to him, well, I, there's a message. I don't know if it's for you or for me, but there's a crocodile somewhere. <laughs> so, and he said, we'll pray for it. We'll pray for it. So, a day after, on a Wednesday, because if it's a Wednesday when I'm off, I always go on Zoom with my brothers and sisters. We do pray. So, when we met last Wednesday, and uh, he said, I know what that crocodile is. I said, what? <laughs> Someone's trying to... Um, 
Like they put a, a fence around the school. It's got a school, a Christian school. The first Christian school at the town proper where he's living. And someone was trying to put the gate on the, you know, the right of way, the road. So I said, are you okay? Oh, don't worry. It's okay. I know the mayor. <laughs> the mayor knows me. <laughs> He's a member of the church. <laughs> so I said, so it sorted out. Yeah, that crocodile is gone. Don't worry about it. So, so I said, thank you, Lord. So that's, see, God shows us little things that you think it doesn't matter, but it does. But God gives us warning sometimes. Okay, so now the third, the power of prayer <clears throat> is it drives away all fears. Sometimes we're full of fear. I, I, I'm, sometimes I'm like that, I'm like you worry because like my daughter's in Philippines. It's like 7,000 miles away. So sometimes I'm thinking of that. So in Psalms, It's about David. You know, David, David was so scared during his reign after a while, but David was one of the greatest men who ever lived. He was a descendant of Abraham, Israel, and Judah. But he was a great warrior, he's a builder, he's the king, he was a prophet, he's a poet, he's a musician. And he prayed a lot about everything. And what he does, he wrote down many of his prayers. And that's why they're Psalms. That's why David wrote the Psalms. Psalms is the longest one. That's why it's from chapter 1 to uh, 150, I think. Psalm is from chapter, so it's so long. It's all like David's prayer and singing to God. David loves to sing. I saw a film of David before. And he was like, he's going up the, the temple. He's coming from down there with the long stairs. And while he's going up, he was just singing and dancing. He was just singing. That's why people then think he's, he's a nutter. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, oh, I love David. Since the spirit of the Lord is in my heart, I will sing like David's son. Since the spirit of the Lord is in my heart, I will sing like David sang. I will sing, I will sing, I will sing like David sang. I will sing, I will sing, I will sing like David sang. Amen. So that's David. David was also, he's involved in the great event of his days, in politics, intrigues, betrayals, rebellions, and wars. But there were so many times that he was, he felt so endangered, he was so overwhelmed. He's distressed, he was sad, he was upset. Can you imagine, like, the walls upon his shoulder. And sometimes that happened to us. Isn't it? Sometimes it's just so many things going on in our lives. So many things. But David's faith, he's standing in his faith. He always asked the Lord. 
he cries, he asks the Lord for help. He asks it with passion and he waits for the response. But David, because of his faith, he was so confident that God would respond to his request. David is 100% sure that God will rescue him. So that was David. That's why in his prayer he says, when he, when he mentions something, he's always saying that it's already been answered because he trusts in God. So God's good praying involves bringing your request to the Lord and waiting patiently for the Lord to respond. That's what David did. And God's response to us might be yes, it might be no. It might be, or the answer might be in God's time, or in God's way. Amen? Amen. Sometimes we're wondering when we pray. Lord, what's happening to my prayer? I've been praying for a long time. But God said, my thoughts is not your thoughts. God's thought is higher than ours. God knows the future. So we just have to, be, to have faith that no matter what's going on, God is on our case. Amen? God is on our case. So that's what, that's what David is, which I hope will be like David. It would be nice if you go up your building where you work and you're saying you were dancing and praying like that. <laughs> I do sing sometimes. I do sing at work. And sometimes they say, why don't you then join the X Factor? <laughs> That's what, I, last Friday I was singing because we were waiting. There was like gathering again in healing, in the guy in healing. And I was singing while we were waiting. And he says, oh, you got a nice voice. Why don't you join the X Factor? I said, this voice is for God. I don't do X Factor. <laughs> Amen. So, so if something is troubling us, we just have to call upon God. And we will experience God's power in time of anguish and fear. God is our shield and the lifter of our head. Amen. So the next one, the, when we pray, it has the power to change the plans of God. Oh, that's exciting. When I was reading this, what? When I pray, I can change God's plan. So I can squeeze God's arm, Lord, do this for me. <laughs> so I'm thinking probably intense prayer, really. God is so full of mercy. So the sample in the Bible, uh, when I was reading this, is uh, about in Genesis chapter 20, verses 1 to 7, about Abraham and Abimelech. Chapter. I was so amazed with this when I was reading this. I said, God is so full of mercy. God is so kind. Genesis 20. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Genesis 20. Okay. So, and Abraham journeyed from thence toward the south country and dwelt between Kadesh and Shur, 
and sojourn in Gerar. And Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, She's my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Behold, thou art but a dead man for the woman which thou hast taken, for she is a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her, and he said, Lord, will thou slay also a righteous nation? Said he not unto me, She is my sister, and she even she herself said, He is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocency of my hands have I done this. And God said unto him in a dream, Yea, I know that thou didst this in the integrity of thine heart, for I also withheld thee from sinning against me, therefore suffered I thee not to touch her. Now therefore restore the man his wife, for he is a prophet, and he shall pray for thee, and thou shalt live. And if thou restore her not, know that thou shalt surely die, thou and all that are thine. Amen. So Abimelech had taken Sarah, Abraham's wife, to be his. But the Lord warned him in a dream that if he did not restore her back to Abraham, he would die. And also the Lord closed the wombs of King Abimelech's wives so that they can't bear children in the house. But yet, when Abraham prayed, God healed Abimelech's wife and his maidservants, and they bore children. Isn't it? So it's amazing. God can change the plan. And it's just, we just have to obey God. You just have to obey God. And the second example is uh, in Exodus chapter 32 with, the, with Moses and the children of Israel. Exodus 32. It's nice to read the Old Testament actually. There's so many stories, but sometimes it's like, oh. It's hard to understand, but you just have to go through with it. You won't understand when you read it once. It has to be like a few times. So Exodus 32, chapter 7 to 10, it says here, this is when God wants to destroy Israel. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go get thee down for thy people which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them a molten calf and have worshipped it and have sacrificed thereunto and said, This be thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord said unto Moses, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. Now therefore, let me alone that my wrath may wax hot against them, and that I may consume them, and I will make of thee a great nation. But then in 11, so God wants to destroy Israel, but in verse 11 to 14, Moses intercedes for Israel. Moses prayed. So it was God's plan to destroy the people because of disobedience. But prayer of Moses caused him to change his plans. Amen? So God changed plans. So it's not too late for us as well. We think sometimes some of our loved ones, relatives, friends, or backsliding, we can still pray for them. 
We always pray for them, for our country. And you think sometimes we're in the brink of like disaster because of what's happening now and in Ukraine. But God can change things. We just have to be persistent. And we have to intercede. Like what Pastor Paul said earlier, interceding, intercession is, is so important. We intercede for people. You're like a prayer warrior. It's not physical, but it's all spiritual. And that works. That works. I remember when I'm in Philippines, when we go for a crusade, if we're going to crusade to a one uh, like town or a place, there's going to be like hundreds of people, and you don't know who's going to come. But we pray, we intercede a week before. We do prayer and fasting. And then if we go to that place, you can just see that because you pray ahead, the angels prepare the place ahead, and the God works miraculously. And so many times we did that, and hundreds and hundreds of people were saved. Hundreds and hundreds. So that's why they were saying, Philippines is uh, a Christian country, but there's so many born again in Philippines now. So many. Even those famous actresses that I've been reading now, that they're like so off. They're like, they all humble themselves, those rich people, and they're all born again. And they were sharing, they're sharing. Even Pacquiao, you know Pacquiao, the famous boxer of Philippines, he's born again. So, yeah, the last time he went to my brother's church to campaign for president, he lost. But we don't know what, God knows everything. But instead of campaigning, when he asked my brother, who are the people sitting in the front? So my brother said, there's some like um, military officials, they were sitting there. And then he asked, do you think they're safe? Uh, no, some of them are not because some of them, they were just tied along. There's a lot. The church was so full. It's like more than a thousand. And what he did, Pacquiao, praise God for his life. He didn't campaign for his presidency. He did preaching of salvation that time before the election in Philippines. So praise God. And then my brother said there was a queue of people. They accepted Christ as their savior. So praise God for his life. He didn't become a president, but I'm sure in heaven he's going to have a crown. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. So, and also here in Deuteronomy, chapter 9, verses 19 to 20, God was so angry that he also wanted to destroy uh, Aaron. But then Moses prayed for his brother, and then his life was spared. His life was spared. See, some people are so naughty. Some of our friends, people around us are so naughty. They don't listen. <laughs> but we just keep praying. We just keep praying. When we pray, we just pray. We give it to God. And God will do the action. The Holy Spirit will do the action. Amen? And for our family, I'm counting on God's promises. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. So another example, so I'm giving another example because I was reading it and I was so blessed, is uh, King Hezekiah in uh, Isaiah chapter 38, verses 1 to 5. I'm finishing soon. So following the death of King Ahaz, his son Hezekiah ascended the throne in Jerusalem and the new monarch abolished the places of idol worship and returned the children of Israel to the worship of Jehovah. 
Also for the first time, it had been um, split Rehoboam, the son of Solomon. The remnants of the tribe of Israel were encouraged to renew the Passover feast and pilgrimage. So as the godly king Hezekiah reached the end of his life, Isaiah tells an amazing account of God's plans being changed through his prayer. So in Isaiah chapter 38, verses 1 to 5, this is amazing. I just want to read this quickly. This is my last one now. Isaiah 38, verses 1 to 5. Uh, in those days when Hezekiah was sick unto death, and Isaiah the prophet of the son of Amos came unto him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed unto the Lord and said, Remember now, O Lord, I beseech thee, how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. Then came the word of the Lord to Isaiah saying, Go and say to Hezekiah, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer. I have seen the tears. Behold, I will add unto thy days 15 years. Amen? So Hezekiah's life was extended because of the prayer. So really, really, we have to get down on our knees when we want something or we want to pray something. When my sister-in-law passed away a few years ago. My pastor's, uh, my brother, pastor's wife, she's, she's amazing. She's a pastor as well. But she passed away on a good Friday. But I saw even in the morning in the video, she was uh, reading Psalm 91. She was beside the river. But before 12 o'clock, she passed away. So I was praying. They called me, so I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. And then when I was praying at home, God told me in my heart that I already extended her life three years. Because I know three years ago, something happened, but he, he, she recovered and then she was healed. She got better. But then I just didn't realize that God extended her life. So I, I, I called my brother after a while because they were still praying for her. She was... Uh, uh, at home, and I said, uh, God said uh, her life was already extended three years. And He said, I know, God already told me that. Amen. So I I pity my well, I'm not I don't pity, but I admire my brother because his faith is so great, and now he's on his own, but. He's got lots of outreaches, and his church members has grown. It's 1,500 people, and all. And he's been visiting the the military. He's doing Bible studies, and all the in the Batang in Batang in the area. It's like the whole of Middlesex is the head of all the pastors, and he's just nonstop. He's just he's just like preaching the word of God nonstop. So I praised God for his life, and he's standing, he said, I'm okay, don't worry about me, I'm fine. Because God already showed me that this is going to happen. So I praise God for his life. Okay, so I got one more, but 
Just a quick one. It's Jonah. You know Jonah? When he was uh, went in the, the fish, because uh, instead of going to Tarshish or to Nineveh, he went the other way. God showed, said uh, Jonah, go to Nineveh to tell the people that, you know, I'm going to destroy the place. And he went the other way. But then the second time, he went to Nineveh and warned the people. And then he said that in 40 days, God will destroy the place. But then because of that, the people were scared and they prayed. They prayed. They put a sackcloth and they prayed. They did fasting. And you know what? The place was spared. The place was spared. So God, even though there is a dis destruction coming, if you pray so hard, God listens and God can change his plans. Amen? Amen. So prayer can move mountains. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. So.